Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. And today's message, The Kingdom Rules. Our text, John 18, 33-37. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked, Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Today's text takes us to the very last days of Jesus's life. It may seem odd, so close to the Christmas season, to talk about the crucifixion. We just celebrated Jesus's birth. So why, Liz, are you going to the cross? Because it's important to remember that everything about our faith, everything about the Bible from Jesus's birth Through his life and his ministry, everything takes us to the cross. You can't talk about salvation without going to the cross. You can't talk about God's love, God's sacrifice without going to the cross. So it is at the cross that we begin to understand this notion of Christ as a king. It is at the cross where we begin to understand the kingdom rules. In today's text, Jesus has been arrested. He now stands before Pilate, the Roman governor uh, in charge of Judea. Of course, you know Judea is in southern Israel. It was once called the kingdom of Judah, but it has been invaded and conquered by a number of enemies, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, and the Romans. The story of Jesus's earthly life has to be put into historical and geographical context in order to understand what's going on. The Roman Empire, as you may or may not know, was one of the greatest political powers in history. It controlled regions now known as England, Spain, France, Greece, the Middle East, and and Northern Africa. The Jewish religious leaders have brought Jesus here because even though they hate him and want him dead, uh, they cannot legally sentence him. They have to receive permission from a Roman leader. They don't particularly like Pilate. Pilate doesn't like them, but everybody has a role to play in getting this Jesus problem out of the way. You see, to the Romans, Jesus is a rabble rouser. He's a troublemaker. And and the Jews don't like what he's preaching. They're threatened by his claims to be the Messiah, the king they're waiting on. So the first question Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Now, Jesus's answer is clear, but at the same time, it's a puzzle. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest. But now my kingdom is from another place. It's another thing altogether, another place, another place. This would have been confusing and offensive to those in charge because everybody wants to know where Jesus fits in. 
So in a way, this is a story about competing controls. It's a story about who rules. Seizing upon Jesus's reference uh, to the kingdom, Pilate says, you are a king then. Now, if Jesus acknowledges he's a king, Pilate would have something to deal with under the rules of law. But Jesus's answer is brilliant. You say I'm a king. I was born and came into this world to bear witness to the truth. Pilate wants Jesus to admit he's the ruler of some earthly geography. But Jesus says, I'm not talking about your land. I'm talking about truth, the kingdom of God. You see, throughout his ministry, Jesus taught about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, wherever Jesus went. And people got excited about this talk of a kingdom, but they were confused. They wanted, a, you know, a physical kingdom. So they were asking about the location and the date. And Jesus explained in Luke 17, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, there it is. In fact, the kingdom of God is around you. The kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And that was the most profound answer. But people still didn't understand. So wherever Jesus preached about the kingdom, there was confusion and disappointment. Today, there's very little talk about kingdoms. I mean, some places in the Middle East, we still say it, but royalty today is more cosmetic than political. The only place you hear about kingdoms is in the church. And I'm not sure we're paying enough attention to the term. Preachers still promise that God will establish his kingdom on earth through Jesus Christ, but most of the time it's in context of what is going to happen in heaven. The kingdom will be realized on judgment day. Oh, well, nothing to worry about now. In the meantime, uh, the only right now kingdoms we see are what? The game of thrones? But I want you to know that the kingdom of God is as true today as it was 2,000 years ago when Jesus preached about it in the regions of Judea. And it's even more important. I want you to know you don't have to wait for Judgment Day to understand the kingdom. What Jesus said then works today. The kingdom of God is all around you. The kingdom of God is in your midst. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. What is the kingdom of God? It is the sovereign rule of God, his dominion, his power, his reign, that impacts everything. Geography, cosmology, psychology, beyond. It's the scope or range of God's productive will. In the words of the late theologian Dallas Willard, the kingdom of God is wherever what God wants done is done. Because we are talking about a sovereign God. You know, every Sunday I remind the people in my church that God is in control of everything. God makes things happen for a reason. God gives purpose and meaning to our existence. God is all over creation from everlasting to everlasting. So when we pray thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, we are speaking of God's reality. 
God's truth. We are speaking that into being. But there's also something else that's happening. In praying those words, we're admitting that earth is the only place where God permits any of his will not to be done. Think about that. The Bible describes God's will in a number of ways. There is the perfect will of God, the sovereign. There is his permissive will. That includes the stuff God allows to happen, even though it may be wrong or sinful. And that will, ultimately, God will work out for good. That means we will stumble and fumble around down here until we learn how to obey God's will and or God decides on the complete fulfillment of his kingdom. One of those actions is not necessarily dependent on the other. So there is the kingdom that is in the distant. That's what I'm trying to talk about. That is what we look forward to, the fulfillment of the kingdom. But in the meantime, the creation of God's kingdom is ongoing. You see, it's, it's happening now. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of God is all around you. The kingdom of God is in your midst. Wherever the will of God is being done is the kingdom. Now, uh, the geography of the kingdom, this is, this is a huge state. This is a huge key to spiritual growth. We, we always want to be in the geography of the kingdom. I call it the mercy zone. Now, that does not necessarily mean we have reached our ultimate destination, but it does mean we're getting closer. It doesn't mean we're always doing exactly the right thing or behaving in the most godly way, but it does mean we are working on it. You know, I lived about 11 years of my life commuting between Boston and South Sudan. And one of the reasons I, I did that was because of Ray and Gloria White Hammond. I speak of them periodically when I preach. They are my spiritual mother and father. They are my mentors. I, I wanted to be with them because they were traveling internationally, and they uh, were those kind of people who did those kind of exciting things. But I also wanted to be with them because of the geography of the kingdom, you see. They are righteous people. You want to be around righteous people because uh, you want to be in the geography of the kingdom. And so if you're going into trouble spots or conflict areas, or if you're just struggling with your life, one of the things you might try to do is get around people you know to be righteous. Proverbs 13, 20, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Uh, the righteous are never forsaken. And so you want to keep a proximity of righteousness where you can learn about righteousness. That's why crowds follow Jesus. That's why the church is so important. The kingdom of God is a realm of righteousness where God exercises his authority, where God is worshipped, where God is enjoyed, where the sacrifice of God's love is practiced. When Jesus went to the cross, he showed us the boundless extent of God's grace. And, and that should be a description of the church. We are supposed to be the mercy zone, not just as a place, but as a practice, as a way of being, as a way of living our lives. When people come around us, they want to know they're in the mercy zone. Uh, this is where God begins his work of all things uh, for the good of those who love the Lord and live according to his purpose. 
So as believers, as members of the body, uh, we have the kingdom mindset and we become the mercy zone. When I speak about the church as the kingdom of God, I'm not talking about organizational structures. I'm not talking about uh, the, the size of the church or, or where it is. I'm talking about having a mindset of doing God's will. That's what this is all about. That's our whole point of being on the earth is to, to work out best we can. Know that we are here to live out God's will. Keep your kingdom mindset. Those are kingdom rules and God will get his glory and you will be blessed. Thanks for joining me and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love